you know backyard that's a nice way to put it well it was i think it was the 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 touchdown where you know patrick Mahomes just kind of flicks it to the fullback not even i mean that wasn't even anything other than just oh you're open here's the ball and the fact that that worked shocked me and i think that's when i realized in the game uh, the ravens didn't stand a chance i mean that the second you're the second that the opposing team can pull off that kind of stuff I mean, what are you even game planning for at that point? Because it doesn't even matter. You could have the perfect plan. And this guy's, you know, throwing it under his leg, dribbling, you know, it's going off. So uh, am I supposed to intro the show now? I mean, we got, we got all that. Are we just going to do the, <laughs> the Monday night preview and come back to the intro? <laughs> Ladies I don't and know. gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Bodacast. That voice you heard is our special guest today. But before we get to that, I am James. It is so lovely to speak to you again. I am joined by Zach today. Uh, it is just the dynamic duo. And joining us via Zoom, as we do every time, because everything's via Zoom, it's Broccoli Rob. What's going on, everybody? Broccoli Rob. <laughs> Broccoli Rob. Rob is a great man who loves our stuff and wants to... Uh, you know, throw his take out on the world. So here we go. He's going to go into our week three stuff with us. We're going to review every little bit of it and go off on some ADHD tangent tangents. Nailed it. Haven't even finished the show yet. Yeah. Mm, great. Not even past game one. So you already, you already kind of touched on it, but let's talk about last night. Let's- well, James, before we get into that, I just want to mention, I think the big news in the NFL right now is – both Tennessee and Minnesota have to halt any sort of activities because I believe what, 10, nine, eight or nine Tennessee players have COVID now. Congrats. Really? We made it to week three. That's it. Here it comes. <laughs> That's it. Good job. Sports go world. We did it. I'm not super concerned about it. Honestly, I think it's going to be the same overreaction that happened in the MLB. Uh, Everyone's like, Oh, the Marlins are just spreading it. And then guess what? They made the playoffs. So we're just going to keep going. We're going to have an NFL season. Do not worry. Let's see if this ends up on age like milk. Let's find out. So uh, I will be adding you on freezing cold takes yet again. Please do. I'll be eagerly awaiting that. Some of the shit I wish I had on tweet for you because it would just be so much easier to forward it to those guys. Like rather than having to come up with my own sentences, it doesn't work very well for me. Yeah, no, it's, it's fine. It's my, most of what I say is just word vomit that I feel like is diet uh, Colin Coward. Ooh. <laughs> Diet Colin Coward. At least you're not diet booger, <laughs> dude. We have a diet, diet booger. Oh, yeah, we have a diet booger. He couldn't join us today. He'll be on the preview show whenever we record that. Yeah. But week three, last night was supposed to be the game, like the game we've been waiting for, and it was just not. Nah. Lamar Jackson. The Seahawks game still my game of the year so far. Yeah, I think that has to be the front runner. Also, was- fair to mention, Rob, Patriots fan. Yes. Yes, I am. Die- diehard Patriots fan. Uh, it's funny. I was, I was thinking about this. I still remember watching the game where Mo Lewis decks Drew Bledsoe. Like I'm, I vividly remember that as, uh, like something that happened in my like sports world, but no, I, I, I want to double back <laughs> because there was this moment during the, the, the game last night where, where you just kind of knew that the, that the Ravens either weren't even operating on the same level or had yet to be informed they were playing football that week. But there's this there's this moment where they're they're covering the highlights, <laughs> where they're they're covering the highlights of Lamar Jackson's great run, and the second highlight is like 
probably a, he probably ran 20 yards, but in reality, it was just three. And that's the highlight is he just kind of skirts out to the edge, pretty much gets chased out of bounds, probably brings, you know, what was first and 10 to second and seven. And the announcers are like, this right here is, you know, what the Ravens are doing all week. And I'm thinking, what? What, what, what is that? Getting absolutely collapsed in the pocket. Lamar Jackson scrambling, not because he sees an opening, but because there's just nothing else to do. And that, that highlight early on to me, I was like, yep, there it is. This is not a game. This is just, it was just waiting until the Chiefs did something like crazy. Like, I'm sorry, the, the touchdown where Patrick Mahomes is getting chased back out of the pocket, then off his back leg launches like a 40-yard touchdown. That, that's something straight out of Madden football. Like, that is not something you should see in a professional game. <laughs> Ideally, no, but I mean, that's kind of what we were treated to, which for better, for worse. Um, for worse. I don't know if it's for, yeah, I think actually for worse. There's no for better on that. L- Lamar well, straight up looked like shit last night. He was, yeah, and, and I think, and, and again, I, I think this, this cements K- uh, Kansas City as being the bona fide number one in the, you know, in the conference. I mean, you had the one, in, you had the one in the two. The reigning MVP and the former MVP. I mean, and clearly we know which one is better. Yes, Lamar had a great season last year, but what happened to them in the playoffs? They got snubbed by the Titans. Now they, they can't seem to get their offense going against a bottom 15 Kansas City defense. I mean, I don't know. Well, also, as, as I've, I've thought about... like the They only scored 13 points play. last night, James. They only scored 13. I know. I know. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> But look at the look at the full stat rundown. I mean, this is exactly where everyone gets the whole Lamar Jackson not bad for a running back. Like this is where it stems from. Not fifteen for twenty eight for ninety seven yards and a touchdown. That was last year's MVP. Yep. What? And then what? he had eighty three yards on the ground. He was their leading rusher. Next was he Gus Edwards. Yeah. 39 yards. <laughs> the more concerning fact is that it's not like this was against the, you know, a, a superior team like the Bills defense. No, these are stats you put right. up against a Kansas City team that has a reputation of outgunning you, that they're going to win these games 50 to 42, not 34 20, you know, choking out. You're right, the, the league MVP, the reigning superior quarterback when it comes to being able to run. And those, that, that stat line is astounding. Right. And, and I, I think that, you know, it just goes to show you, like like James said, like 97 yards to the air for Lamar Jackson. I mean, he should have put up better numbers. But, I mean, just look at look at who he was throwing the ball to. J.K. Dobbins was his leading receiver with 38 yards, four receptions. Dobbins. Like, what is that? What is that? Yeah. I mean, what happened to Mark Andrews? My, my apologies to anyone I told to play Dobbins this week. <clears throat> at Megan, who barely broke 100. Sorry, baby. I know. <laughs> I mean, Mark Ingram wasn't even a factor in this game. He had seven rushes, 30 yards, and then had nothing through the air. I mean, Kansas City limited every single option for Lamar Jackson besides Lamar Jackson on the ground. And even then, I mean, still didn't get a touchdown. He threw one touchdown through the air, which isn't great. And, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't even break 100 passing. Like, you know, that's, that's the kind of stuff I would have expected from Cam Newton if Cam Newton wasn't playing like he is now. Right. No, you know, like, something seriously. else, something else that really stuck out to me is so you look at Patrick Mahomes stat line, right? 31 of 42. So not only does he complete more passes than Lamar Jackson attempts, I think the underlying stat there is that's the time of possession. I mean, I barely saw the Ravens on the field. Yeah. Agree. And, I mean, yeah, their only, their only serious touchdown was, you know, um, I would say that kick return 
I mean, that's that's a big reason why that they, yeah, you know, the score looks looks a lot better than it actually was because realistically, thirty four thirteen, that that's terrible. At least right. at least they can justify, hey, we scored twenty points, like, even even though really not, but. You know, how you know what's funny? I'm, I'm not even going to credit the Ravens that much on the kick return because you, you watch it. What's his name? The runner is coming down on the, the far the right side. It's not that he gets out blocked. It's that he just kind of overshot that, that, that close in. Like you can kind of see that he's gone maybe, you know, five or ten yards away from where he needs to be. It was just mm-hmm. pure luck. And then at that point, it's just a race to the finish line. Well, that's uh, kind of what that big break. That's that kind of what Devin game. has done. That's what he did at Texas. Like he, he's a return specialist. He's able to like kind of find those small slots, which finally paid off for him as a return guy. I don't think you'll see success like Tyreek had or even Nicole has, mm-hmm. but he's a solid return guy and he's going to be a burner if you can get him the ball in an opportunity. But I still think receiving wise, Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews run that. And Mark Andrews, didn't have a great showing last night. He was not who we are used to seeing. No, a lot of dropped passes by Mark Andrews last night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you know it's it's bad when you when you look at your receiving core and your leading receiver. That whole game is Dobbins. Jake, your running Dobbins. back has the most receptions out of your receiving core. Not that I'm going to sit here and you know pretend like the Ravens have an elite receiving core like say what you will about Marquise Brown like Willie Sneed's kind of a nice safety net uh barring the Patriots your running back should not be your leading receiver just should not be yeah I agree I think I mean you know if you have names if you have names like Mark Andrews and Marquise Brown you should at least be getting the ball out to them as most as you know as as quickly as possible um you're throwing the ball what how many times to throw the ball again like 27 he did, and it's funny. He targets Mark Andrews eight times. So at what point is it – so would you say it was Lamar Jackson's fault that he had a bad game? Was the receiving core just shut down? I mean, he threw the ball, you know. There was that one pass, and, and I'm trying to remember who he throws it to. Either or, pass gets bat- batted down linebacker style. But it's not even like the linebacker had to stretch out for it. Lamar Jackson almost throws it right to the defense. No, no leading yeah, the receiver. Well, uh, yeah, you're talking, about, uh, you're talking about his pick? No, no, this, this is just a, a generic swat down, tries to throw it up the middle on like a slant route. Uh, and, I mean, you just look at that ball and you're wondering, where are you throwing that to? I mean, the defender didn't even have to move, just kind of gently bats his hand on it. And, and I think there was, there was a lot of moments like that indicative of Lamar Jackson's game. I mean, it's funny. I feel really bad making fun of, like, Lamar Jackson this way because it's, it's one game. Every quarterback is going to have a game like this. Find me any quarterback in the league who, coming off an MVP year, does not have a crap game. But it's games like this where you have to show up. Like, you're playing the future of, for the, you know, you know, the NFL. Currently standing, the Super Bowl defending champions. If you can't show up here, I don't care if you show up next week. I don't care if you show up the week after that or you beat teams like Washington or Jacksonville or the Browns teams that aren't currently like playoff contenders. No, watch your mouth. No, 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 no. I will defend him because the, the, the Browns are not two and one against good teams. there, big boy. Who have they played? We're going to get, we're going to get to that. We do. They played. Yeah. Yeah. That, that game was just kind of a, if, if there was ever a way to describe week three in total, to start with Jacksonville and Miami and to end with this, week three was nonsense. <laughs> We're getting a lot of love in the chat right now. Shout out for our biggest fan, Eagles all day. But uh, thank you for congratulating me on my hard, hard-earned Tampa Bay victory. And I 
am not as optimistic in the Browns this week against the Cowboys as you are, but stay tuned for our, our next, our preview episode. Let's get into the full recap, though. I think we already did Thursday night, which I don't want to talk about. <laughs> I, I don't so. really – not much from that game to really, you know, go off of. The Dolphins get a – I guess a needed win for them, even though they're not a good team. Um, I don't know. I don't, really, I don't really have much. I mean, this is Miami's first win of more than 10 points since 2017. That's miserable. So That's yeah. sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very sad. Um, or is that just because Fitz Magic is back and strong, baby? Never. Don't ever say that. So we're moving. <laughs> we're moving on. We're going to chug along um, to the game that we made very clear is not a trap game. The Niners steamroll the Giants <laughs> via Nick Mullins having his one pop game at 343 and a touchdown. And Brandon Ayuk finally getting in the end zone. And the Giants just shitting the bed. 179 for Daniel Jones and an interception. Awful. The fact that they gave their running backs near split carries, except for Deion Lewis, who shouldn't be a factor at all. Dumb. (laughs) Yeah, nope. Not a a good day for a Giant to be a Giants fan. Or a good year. I think there's a high potential. We see a total of three, max three wins out of New York this year. Not counting the Bills. Oof. Yeah, you, you out of MetLife. I think it was a. I think max three wins between both teams. Between both, between the Jets and the Giants. Are they both? They're both zero three, right? Yes. Well, as as long as the the Jets are helmed by Sam Darnold, I would completely agree with that. And I'm not saying I don't know like where a, you were going to go with that. As I like really a as like a know. as like a Patriots fan, I'm I'm not saying like oh, oh, the the Jets are terrible, but no, like Sam Sam Darnold is just. He's just not the quarterback that I think a lot of people saw or thought he was going to be. Um, and, you know, as, as, as long as the Jets try to ride that out, I don't, I don't see their, their fortunes getting any better. You know? I, I really I, – I, I've said this before, though. I think the, the thing with the Jets is Adam Gase doesn't know how to coach a football team. We're going to get to that one. Let's, let's wait until we actually get into the Jets. Yeah. I don't really have any other notes for this game besides the Giants are a train wreck. With or without Saquon, they're a train wreck. Yeah. So, I don't know if you guys are ready. I'm ready to move on. Yeah, I mean, that, that game is pretty much, you know, you can pretty much surmise that into, like, one above-average team just beat on a really bad team. And so, you kind of have to look at those stats and go, well, are those stats really relevant? I mean, the, the Giants aren't even, like, fielding, a, like, a real football team. So, you're right. I'm not I – have, I have no thoughts beyond, cool, good, good win for San Francisco, <laughs> move on. You did it. Yeah, you, you played yeah, like, it. Like, pat on the back, ribbon for showing up. Good job. Um, quarterback, the, the quarterback, what's his name? Mullins played good enough to get them to win. That's really all they were asking from him. He, he goes and does that. Oh. Not wrong. I'm mean, not yeah, wrong. I, I, you don't really have any other storyline. I mean, Kittle's down. Jordan Reed, who they signed on the offseason, had a good down. two weeks. Down. Bosa's down. Bosa's down. Bosa, down. Sherman, Thomas, down. 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 Yeah. It's bad. It's, we can it's, keep going too. Like that's yeah. the sad part is we can keep going. You can just keep it running, but we're yep. not. Debo, Speaking of yeah. injuries, though, there's my transition point. Bengals Eagles tied. Yeah. This game is a fucking yeah. What happened there? Shit show. That's it's shit hard show. to say. Carson Wentz is a shell of what he was at one point. 
Yep. I mean, even with the 225, the two interceptions were awful. He is not performing up to standard. And I got thoughts on like what the Bengals are doing, but I want to hear what you guys are thinking about the Eagles so, right now. Okay, here, here are the thoughts on the Eagles, because this is the first thing that, that popped in my head. Like, yeah, Carson Wentz played just awful. But they also asked a lot of him. 47 times he has to throw that ball. That's a lot to put on any quarterback. And I think that's, that speaks more to lack of like a game plan, right? I mean, 47 times to throw the ball, that's like college-level demand right there. From, from a quarterback, honestly, in, in Carson Wentz that I, I, don't, I don't fully trust him and I don't see why the coaching staff looked at that and thought, yeah, let's just run a bunch of pass plays. Carson Wentz will bring us to the promised land. You know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm like, besides like Zach Ertz, Deshaun Jackson, who's pretty much a ghost of his former self. What about that receiving core to the Eagles offense? Thought, there it is. 40, 47, 47 pass plays we're going to run and we're going to be golden. I really don't yeah, no. know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you have, you have a oh, sorry, good – No, you're good. I was going to say you have a good tight end tandem in Ertz and Goddard, but then Goddard goes down. Zach Ertz is definitely regressing. I mean, I've seen it in the past two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like Zach Ertz is – Zach Ertz is that reception monster. Like, he, he's going to get you your point – like, your fantasy points in receptions, and he's gone down in receptions. Um, I mean, he had seven this game, seven for 70, which is – you know, it's pretty good for a tight end. Zach Ertz level, maybe not, but um, I don't know. I I, I kind of talked about this in the during the summer, like when we were talking about our um, you know our season outlook. I just knew Carson Wentz was either going to get injured or he was just going to play terrible. Like he's not the same person. He's been he's he's sustained serious injuries the past three years. Yeah, and I, what, I just yeah, know how I do know, you build around that? Put my man out there. Put Jalen. Yeah, we're the first owner. Is it me or is, is, is Carson Wentz turning into, and I mean, James, you had to know that I was going to somehow tie this in. Is Carson Wentz turning into like the Matt Stafford of quarterbacks? Phenomenal fantasy numbers, but zero, tra- like that doesn't translate well to like playing, right? And I'm not, I'm not saying this to like crap on Matt Stafford, but I'm saying like at what point is he just a fantasy quarterback? You know, I give him like, another- yeah, you're going to get your what? I think he put up like 24, 26, some odd fantasy points this week. Solid for a quarterback. Uh, yeah. Not bad for running back. But he's, you know, he's not, he's, I don't think, I don't think he's the guy that you want on, on the field right now. And I know it's like way, way too early to put Jalen Hurts in, but I mean, I'm not opposed to maybe hearing some stories coming out. Maybe he's getting more, more reps in practice coming into this week. I wouldn't be shocked if a, if a transition comes this season. Something the Eagles just did that I'm very pumped about is I am big into him as a player. Uh, Hakeem Butler was just signed, who was released by the Cardinals earlier this year, and they listed him as a tight end. He has the body, so it looks like for the time being, they're going to swap out Dallas Goddard and run Hakeem Butler as a quicker tight end. It's going to be interesting, and I don't know how it's going to work. I really, I mean, I, I don't think it matters to them at this point. They really just need anything. They, they yeah. like, their, their wide receiver core has been banged up for three years. I mean, like Alshon Bad. Jeffrey since coming from the Bears, has not had a healthy season. I don't think. <laughs> no, I can't think of one. No. And, I, and, like, you know, that's your that's your guy. Like, Alshon Jeffrey was there to be your guy, and he is nowhere to be found. Hmm. Let's flip to the Bengals, though. Let's talk about this, because I have some very strong thoughts about what's going on in Cincinnati. Um, let's, let's, let's hear them. 
let's hear him. Let's unleash yeah. it off the bat. Yeah, dude, tell me, say, tell me your thoughts good. on Joe Burrow, future of the NFL. So, I mean, good quarterback, I bad team in college. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> I talked <laughs> about it last take week. Right there in the whole sentence. <laughs> No, I mean, I talked about it last week where I said they needed to protect him, right? Joe, I know you don't listen to this, but you should. You aren't in fucking college. You aren't playing Mississippi Community College, which is borderline in elementary school. You are in the NFL. Your cute little scrambling is not going to work. You got laid out, all right? You can't do that against Calais Campbell twice a year. You can't do that against Miles Garrett twice a year. They are going to make you pay. You have to stay in the pocket. If you're going to scramble, get rid of it. Don't try to dance around because the NFL is different. The NFL is going to make you pay, and that's going to shorten your career. You have a wealth of potential, but you're going to screw yourself. Send. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that speaks volumes to my thoughts on, like, running quarterbacks. But I, I totally agree. And you, you always kind of watch that, you know, especially with a quarterback coming off his first season of, you know, or his last season in college. And then if he ends up starting early in the NFL, you see, you see a lot of that. You see a lot where he thinks that he's just as athletic as some of those, def, you know, defensive players in the league. And it's just not like that. You're like, grown men like Miles Garrett will just absolutely bulldoze him if he tries to, you know, skirt or skate around that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, I, I thought Joe had a decently solid game. He I did. mean, I've it, seen a lot, a lot of quarterbacks style, come into his position on better teams and not do as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're, I like you're, Joe Burrow. You're not wrong. <laughs> do I, I absolutely want him to stop scrambling? Yes. But I, I, I generally want a lot of quarterbacks to stop scrambling. <laughs> um, if I'm a Cincinnati fan, I hate that every time he steps out. Every time he goes out wide, I am, my heart's dropping. It's into my stomach. It's 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 kind of what I imagine like the Aaron Rodgers effect is like anytime Aaron Rodgers gets hit, don't tell me that Green Bay Packers fans don't hold their breath for a second thinking, did he just break his collarbone? At like it's, it's that kind of like At hold true, yeah. hold your breath for a moment. You know? You're not uh, wrong. But and... all in all, his his receiving core showed up. Tyler Boyd, great game for him. Well, I think he caught 10 of his 13 targets, 125 yards, good game. AJ Green's just a safety blanket. So he's kind of, I mean, no longer is AJ Green the man that he was years ago, but he's no. supposed to be there, you know, as Joe's, as Joe's backup. Giovanni Bernard played, played, played pretty solid. I mean, all in all, I thought, I thought you were just going to end it with game. Giovanni Bernard played. <laughs> G- Giovanni Bernard put on the cleats, put on the helmet. Good job. He was him. on the yeah. sideline. Great play. It's great. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just high five it and clap it. Um, the fact that it ends in a, in, a, in a tie, though, is always entertaining because that's got to be one of the rarest events. The fact that you get to overtime and both teams can't get it done speaks volumes. Not only, I mean, not only that, both teams had a red zone trip. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As, uh, as in a one. <laughs> no, no, no. Meaning, like, in overtime, both of them had a red zone trip. And didn't score. I don't know what the fuck I was talking about there. You know what? You <laughs> I don't know either. James, I didn't really. Exactly. Like, I saw, I saw like clips and through of it. I didn't get to watch the game because of market. But I was like, all right, I guess I they think, were only there once. I'm gonna believe Zach. <laughs> they, I think what's really there. funny is they all going like trip and scored 23 points. Fuck it. We all we all have like <laughs> decently okay thoughts on this game, and then we have to look at the fact that both teams are 0-2 and one. We're like, yeah, you know, Bengals played fine. I'm like, are you kidding me? They don't have a single win, and we're all like, yeah, fair game. Lots of fun. Football was thrown. We it was there. Well, but like that's an expected thing for the Bengals, though. Like looking at the Eagles. So like 
Oh, two and on one for the Bengals. Like, Oh shit. They're like, they have a better record than the Jets. <laughs> They're at least trying. They, they like at least tried. Like at least the quarterback is trying because that man has no protection. Like his offensive line is most likely the worst in the league. It's yeah. real bad. Yeah, that's not an under or an overstatement. Either. No, I mean the Bengals no, have had no. the worst offensive line what five years in a row for fuck's sake. Like seriously, get this yeah. man some protection. Seriously, seriously. <sighs> All right, and guys. like more so now than ever, Ooh. now than ever, because now you at least you have somebody behind center who you can who you can look at and go, yeah, trust it. It's like it's like yeah, you mean we're you gonna didn't trust we're Andy? Gonna sign you, Joe Burrow, number one pick <laughs> overall. Guess what we're gonna not gonna do for you? Get you protection. So have fun out there, kid. Was I the only one super <laughs> stoked at the idea that Jerry Jones was gonna pit Dak and Andy Dalton against each other? Because nothing would have made me like laugh harder than if Andy Dalton won the starting job. Right, and then he still sucked because he's not a good quarterback. Because he's Andy Dalton. I don't know why people forgot that. It's, it's not like Andy Dalton was in a really – like, yeah, he was in a bad situation with the Bengals, I'm sure. But it's, it's not like, oh, Andy Dalton's great and the Bengals suck. No, like, collectively, that was just not an all-there-put-together football team. No, I mean – Change of venues not going to all of a sudden unlock this magical potential Andy Dalton was sitting on. You, you Love it. Years, you had five years where they made a playoff, where they, they made the playoffs as either, you know – a a two or like a four seed or whatever. Please tell me how many games they won collectively in five years in the playoffs. <laughs> Please. Zero. Take that zero. So, so after five <laughs> years of making the playoffs and not winning a single fucking game, including divisional and or wild card, you gotta lump the you gotta lump the quarterback in. I mean, it, like yeah. you already said this, but no matter how much you can in, say that it was the uh yeah, no matter, how, no matter how much you want to sit there and be like, no, the coach, coach didn't plan right. That was bad, you know. No, okay, it's it, Andy Dalton. I have my, the guy I have my thoughts on Marvin Lewis, too, but. Dude, I mean. <laughs> we have, uh, we have not, so no, many no, more games. All, we have more teams to go, I'm just saying. I think the, the Bengals sitting at 0-2-1, that's the most positive 0-2-1 team that I can look at right now. and be like, no, I'm actually yeah. okay with what you guys are going on. Yeah. <laughs> Barring Joe Mixon, who has been a dud. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, 17 carries for less than 50 yards. <laughs> Not like, great. Are you kidding me? Let's talk about a running back that actually had a day, though. And let's talk about your boy. Zzz, multiple. <laughs> the Patriots and Raiders. Both okay, teams coming I have, in. Okay. I have so many thoughts on this. So many. And Rob, I mean, you're here, man. Go off. No, Go off, okay. Queen. So, okay. yes, Queen. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I don't, I don't, I don't want any. Any, any Raiders fan to walk away from this game and think, man, we got stomped. No, the Raiders are an incredibly, incredibly talented team. I mean, they handed it to the Saints last week. Definitely expected going into this game that they were going to put up a fight, and they did. I mean, Cam Newton was all but useless, you know? And there was – what is it? Cam Newton scrambles at some point and throws, his, throws the first pick to um, – oh, my God, what is his name? Abrams. Jonathan and that Abrams. might have been the worst interception I've ever seen a quarterback throw. Cam panic scrambles out of the pocket. And tries to Patrick Mahomes, you know, backyard football sling it. And I'm like, stop, stop. That was, uh, that was pretty terrible. That was pretty brutal. That was brutal. Right. Uh, I think, I think so- Sony Michelle had, had a great game, but don't for a second think that that is something to expect out of him right now. I think he had a couple of really great gaps that he just – he hit fast. My man. And those, those gaps aren't like, oh, Sony Michelle had the, had the running back vision. No, he just, he just lucked into these halfback draws. The line just happened to move. So a lot of those runs, I think, are faux, faux stats. Mm-hmm. I think the real, real hero of that game, hands down, is Rex Burkhead. Safety blanket right there. 
anytime Cam was pressured, and he was effectively pressured by the Raiders on almost every possession, Rex Burkhead, the bull, just full-on carried him through. A lot of hard hits that I saw him kind of shrug off or kind of lean into. Um, but like, but what, what I'm saying here is don't, don't think that the Raiders lo- you know, losing 36-20 is a thrashing. It's not. It, it really that, – that number – doesn't tell the full story that I think the Raiders played a, a, you know, besides the penalties, I think the Raiders played a solid game. Yeah, they, they played a, They did play a decent game. I think this is a really good defensive game for the Patriots. I mean, they gave up 20, obviously, which is, which is not what you would expect from an elite defense, but they did have three turnovers. And one of those was, uh, was a scoop and score for a touchdown. Um, so, I mean, again, that's what you expect out of this defense is they're, they're big into, being able to score points on, on, you know, through all three facets of the game, whether it's obviously offense, defense, and special teams. But I mean, defense was a huge one for them for the past two years. I mean, last year they scored what, like 10 touchdowns by week 10, I think. Yeah. Last year was terrifying. Fucking crazy. Give a quick shout out to, uh, to my man, Hunter Renfro, huge fan of his game. So happy to see him kind of get some, some going, uh, I just I, I, I think he's just so much fun to watch. Maybe I just haven't gotten over his time in college. Um, but funny enough, Hunter Renfro should not be your leading receiver. No. Now I know that's kind of like that's the whole like Bill Bill Belichick way. It's he'll he'll pick one or one or two players in the opposing team and just absolutely shut them down. Like you didn't see Darren Waller f- for any part of that game. Two receptions, four nine targets. That's it. Yeah, two receptions, four four targets. Hunter Renfro should not be your leading receiver. No. The fact that he was. I think speaks problems about the Raiders more than the Patriots. Like, yes, the Patriots yeah. t- took away effectively, like, you know, Darren Waller. If Bill Belichick takes away one of your players, you should have somebody else on, on that team ready to go. And it wasn't Nelson Aguilar, that's for sure. And it wasn't Josh Jacobs. So, no, I mean, Josh Jacobs had, had a, a, a solid game on the ground. I mean, he ran, he did run for 71 yards, but he wasn't involved in the passing game really all that much, which, which is we're accustomed to seeing. I mean, he's like a, you know, I would put him and, and McCaffrey as the two best elusive backs on the field. Um, and especially satellite too, but um, I, I don't know, you know, why, if you, you have, you know, you have um, Darren Waller being taken away from you. Why not try and get Josh Jacobs involved in the passing game? I mean, right. Like you said, why do you want Hunter Renfro to be your, your bona fide number one in a game against the best, arguably the best cornerback in the league? Like, that's just not going to work. Yeah, he caught a touchdown Yeah, pass. right. That's just not how that is. Um, it was just a really good play. But other than that, I mean, you didn't have much from, from, uh, from the Raiders uh, as, as far as the passing game goes. No. And I know that, uh, James, you and I were talking about this. Derek Carr. This is, this is kind of one of those crap or get off the pot situations as far as leading a team goes. We're kind of at this point now in Derek Carr's career where it's, it's, it's time. It's time. If, if, you have, if you have anything to show as far as what you're capable of, you're, that, that window is closing. You're 29 years old. I mean, are you telling me this is it? Like, this is the best we're going to get out of you? Because it's not good. And I, I love no. Derek Carr coming into the league. When, when he came in early on, I was stoked for the Raiders. I thought that team was jacked, and uh, right up until his spine popped. Yeah, I was all yeah. in on Derek Carr. Yeah, and yeah. it just didn't it, hold. It's just I mean, he's you had you had him and Cooper and Crabtree, and they were a great combo. But oh my god, that you, that was the time you had you had Khalil Mack. You had a solid team all you had around. A good team, you did. And 
And Derek Carr, I mean, that's the thing is like Derek Carr isn't even like I wouldn't even. There are tons of quarterbacks that I would I would feel so much worse having than Derek Carr. That being said, I still want I still want more out of the guy. I mean, as as every you know fan of an NFL team or coach wants out of their like quarterback, but uh, you know. It just seems like De- every time Derek Carr shows up and has a great game, he just regresses in the opposite direction, like the <laughs> next game after. It sucks. But, yeah, uh, and then I just really want to quickly talk about Cam Newton, which is I like Cam Newton. I don't mind that he runs only because he's kind of like that big Ben, big framed guy. So, like, I don't mind that. It's, it's not like if someone like Kyler Murray gets hockey checked and you're like, oh, my God, that dude is small. No, like if, someone can able, if someone's able to tackle Cam, it's a big boy. Um, I want to see more throws out of Cam, and that's a lot to ask because Nikhil Harry is kind of not doing what I what I really wanted him to do. And mm-hmm. Julian that's Edelman, for like the workout monster that he is, he is 34 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I want to see, and I guess maybe maybe what I'm asking is more like on the the coaching side. But I want to see Cam Newton kind of stay in the pocket a little more and throw. Um, I like what I see from Cam so far. I'm actually way more excited about the Patriots than I, than I really was going into the season. That being said, I didn't have any expectations and I still don't about what the Patriots can pull off this year, but I have, I have confidence in cam right now. I just, I just want to see a little bit more. That's all I'm asking. All right. Fair enough. Uh, I think we have to keep moving along here. So we're going <laughs> to, we're going to skim past a couple of these uh, just kind of move as fast as we can. But if we're going to skim over it, we got to give credit where credit is due. Zach, you called it. They blew it again. The Bears beat the Falcons. Nick Foles is in. Mitch Trubisky's out. Here we are. It's 2020. No one's shocked. Thank God Mitch <laughs> Trubisky will not be a good fantasy quarterback. Yeah, no. And, and like I said last night to you, James, I, I'm not here to brag. I'm not here to tell you that you guys should listen to me <laughs> not call me a fucking idiot and my takes are trash. I'm, I'm not saying any of that. I'm not saying you should give me an apology publicly while we're on YouTube Live because that's just like – that's like too far. You know what I'm saying? It's like too far. So the Rams blew it. Uh, the Bills made a big. <laughs> <laughs> the Bills pushed through. Josh Allen's arguably pushing to be an MVP this year, man. So top tier quarterback he has been going into this. Also, are we almost at a point now where we can maybe reevaluate where the Bills' defense stands? Yeah, because I think they have a lot of potential, and they were a top three defense going into this year, but what we've seen out of them is just leaking points. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one thing to give up 32 points to L.A. I mean, that's a very com- comparable team. But what is it, last week against Miami, they gave up like 30 points? I, or, I'd or have to look it, back. They played Miami really well up until the third, I think maybe like halfway through the third, and then Miami just decided to go off. I, I mean, I just think they have these – Imagine big... saying that sentence last year, and then Miami decided <laughs> to go off. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, I just think there are bits, bits and pieces of, of the game where the defense just lets up. Yeah. Because you have, you have points where, you know, it, it happens. It shouldn't happen. I mean, this is, te- uh, you know, for all intents and purposes, this is the third game of the preseason. Um, and they're three and up. You know what I mean? So, yeah. The defense, the defense hasn't had the standard four games to kind of gel together and then go from, you know, the first game and be ready for the first game. I mean, um, Yes, they played. They, I, I mean, really, they they probably got the best slate of games out of any of the AFC teams. They played the Jets and then the Dolphins, and then yeah, they had to play the Rams, who were you know good. But 
it was a good game. Um, they should have not given up 32 points. They were up 28 to three. Little Falcon-esque, yeah. but no. No, I mean you're right. From a, from a defensive standpoint, especially as as high as a lot of people hold them to be. Uh, no, and it's, it, it's one thing 32, but you're right. A collapse of of 28 points over the course of two quarters is is concerning. But that being said, they get away with it because Josh Allen. You know, I loved what I saw. Good reads, good checkdowns, not really panicking. The key for me, though, was he put the ball where it needed to be, which is such a simple sentence, yet surprisingly, a lot of quarterbacks struggle with it. Josh Allen put the ball right where his guys needed needed that, that ball to be. And that's why I, I think Josh Allen is, is, you're right. I think he's heading towards an MVP candidate right now. I mean, just a stud. It's going to be a fun, fun race at the end I, of the year. I, I know still, Zach won't buy in. but I still don't buy it. I, I just – I don't buy it. He's having a good three games, and that's fine. But look at, his, look at his opponents. Yes, he's getting the confidence, and I'm really happy for him because if he, you know, if he does well, like, yeah, that's great. But he played the Jets. He played the Dolphins, and then he played the Rams. Again, like I've said, the Rams' defense is Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. That's it. That is it. There's no one else on that defense that can actually make plays that need, that, that, you know, need to make plays. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had, you had like at what point you're right. At what point does his strength of schedule shift the way you look at him? I and, can, I can and, agree with that. Yeah. I, I mean, yes, he's like, I said, he's putting up good stats. Um, I don't know his specific stat line because apparently I just clicked an ad rather than the stat line. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, three eleven, four touchdowns. I mean, so you know, that that's a really good stat line. You have other quarterbacks that are doing that too. Um, what's more impressive to me is Russell Wilson and how he's doing it, rather than you know, yeah, the Bills played the Dolphins, the Jets, and then the Rams. Mm-hmm. The Seahawks played the Patriots, the Cowboys, and then the who they play the first week. Yes, I, I don't know, but anyway, that was. But they but they they played, but Russell Wilson Falcon. played two. Really good defense. Well, one really good defense, and then another like top fifteen defense in the Cowboys. Talking about the Falcons, right? Really good defense. Okay, Falcons are different, <laughs> but that's two. But games. I know I agree. Russell Wilson to me is probably one of the most slept-on quarterbacks in the league. Like that guy does not get the accolades that he no. deserves. He doesn't. It's so he frustrating. Doesn't even get points towards the accolades he deserves. Right, and I'm, I'm sitting there like, does anybody who makes these decisions watch him play football? No, I don't think so. It's astounding. <laughs> he, he has a cannon. For his size, he can launch that thing. And not just like Matt Stafford launch it into a random direction and just kind of hope that like any – I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to get into it. <laughs> Russell Wilson can launch it and still put the ball in a phenomenal place. I just – I feel really, really bad for him. I think that he should have way more accolades than he currently does. Mm. Agree. We are going to move on and talk about Seattle a little bit later. We're gonna, I'm going to quickly talk about the Browns because I think big game changer was not having Chase Young out there. I thought Willis did a good job up to a point defending him. Um, the groin, obviously, the groin injury hurts him, hurts his chances. Dwayne Haskins was just kind of being last year's Dwayne Haskins and not, not really making competent throws. I mean, two touchdowns, great, but the three interceptions that outweigh that. Uh, they, on the other side, the Browns, Baker did a good job. No interceptions, 156, two touchdowns. Once again, I will say this. I'm going to reiterate it. We are a run-first team. <laughs> we build you guys have off a the run. running back core. Right. I mean, that is phenomenal. 
I know what you're saying. I mean, Baker Mayfield, one carry for one yard. It was outstanding. I mean, <laughs> but- honestly, it's like <laughs> Lamar Jackson, move over. Baker Mayfield is here. <laughs> like- uh, Nick Chubb was able to break 100 and get two touchdowns on the day, and that's just perfect, especially against a really strong front seven on Washington. So I was pleased. I'm happy with where they're at. Still got a lot to go. Got a big old uphill battle this week in offense. So we'll see how that has been going with Dallas, but we're going to chug along. And we're going to talk about the Texans and Steelers, which ended up being a decent game. And Porter Sean Watson is over. That's life. That's where we're at. He Again, again, your article early, uh, earlier in the year, Deshaun fuck Watson. Texans he's, fans. Yeah, first fuck of all, fuck, fuck Texans fans for coming at you for literally just having an opinion. I've never been more upset <laughs> at anything that, was, that I am at Texans fans because of that. That was crazy shit. Um. I feel like we need to like let people in on this. So maybe we should make a clip after. I don't know if we ever talked yeah. about that, but um, yeah, I think we've Watson. like, we've brushed over it a couple of times. Yeah, but, but like we haven't really got into detail and I feel like we should like, yeah. we should have like a, an Instagram um, like post about it. Um, but yeah. Just get fucked this kid. He's stupid. But like, call me names. <laughs> but what, like the Texans are, are Owen three and honestly, rightfully so like they have not played as a team. The only person on that team that has done anything, anything, is Deshaun Watson. David Johnson, what the f- – oh, like 23 yards on the ground through 13 carries. That's terrible. What did I say last week? He is the smelly girl at a club. He's bad. Also, I don't I mean, care. He's still going to run a- over 100 on your ass week 10. He's not, dude. The tomato Okay, bag. here's the thing. Anybody, anybody who thought David Johnson coming in here was going to fix anything does not deserve to watch this. And you, trade, and you traded away the best wide receiver right. in – but that's, no, no, hold up. This isn't this isn't one of those like classic Texans. It's Bill O'Brien just like is not somebody who should be making decisions, no, no, and that no. screwed the Texans so much to give away so a top five receiver in the league for a high five. David Johnson and maybe a collection of stickers blows my mind <laughs> because Deshaun Watson, what? probably one of my favorite quarterbacks in the league, and they they're yeah. practically setting him up to fail. Okay, that receiving practically. Court, Rash. Randall Before. Randall Cobb was your leading receiver this week. Randall yeah. Cobb. When, when the you, fuck when, is yeah. he's named Bro. after a fucking salad. Seriously. Also, I don't know why they thought the acquisition of Brandon Cooks was going to do anything. If Brandon Cooks is showing you anything, it's that whatever team he's on can never get it done. No. Well, I would I would say that I would say that the first with with the Saints and the Patriots, he played fine. He had a good season with the Patriots, but when he moved on and went to the Rams, then that's where everything went downhill. He did have a good Super Bowl with the Patriots. He did, and then he and then he died. He he was dead. He I think the problem with him going, going to the Rams is you had you had way too many cooks in the uh, kitchen on that offense. I mean, you, you just did. There wasn't. It was very hard for one player to shine. But no, I really is, thought you were going for the pun there. Uh, I see what you did there. I didn't even think about that. Uh, no, as, <laughs> as long as Bill O'Brien is, is allowed to make decisions, and as long as the offense is for some reason trying to force David Johnson, who averaged a gentleman's 1.8 yard per carry, which is atrocious <laughs> for yeah, somebody that bad. you gave away your top five r- receiver for, I just I feel so bad. Because, again, I, Deshaun Watson is such a good quarterback. He was great in college. He, he brought it right over here. There definitely didn't really feel like there was a learning curve with him. And you're just squandering that. Behind Randall Cobb, Brandon Cooks, and Kenny Stills. Oh, don't forget Will Fuller. Yeah, don't forget Will Fuller. Can't forget Will Fuller. 
But again, <laughs> I just, this is why there are people who make more money than us who get to make those decisions. I mean, I never would have thought to have added David Johnson to a team. I didn't think that was a good idea. Somebody else did. And that's why they get paid. Yeah. They get paid to run an 0-3 team that has oh my God. literally nothing to then show to for. have like the audacity to pretend like you knew what you were doing. Like, like this was a smart decision for your franchise going forward because you, you, you watched David Johnson in 2015 and thought, man, I want that. Think he's still good five years later and a couple injuries. Absolutely. Who do I not need? Uh, what's his name? He's, he's one of the league leaders in the NFL catches everything. That's it. I don't want him. I want the other guy. Like you. That's a that's gonna be a clip. That's gonna be oh, there's a couple good like fire clips. This might not be the most quotable episode so far, but there's some fire coming out of these. Whew. Rob, I'm gonna use you for social media. All right, dude. Let's chug along. Steelers end up winning that game. The Titans ended up winning one. This was off a field goal, right? I think wasn't it Godskowski finished? What is game? this? The uh, oh yeah, the th- Titans Vikings. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Derrick Henry, still on a streak, still proving me wrong that he is not going to get 300 carries this year. Fuck me. Mm, Ryan wow, Tannehill, surprising. surprisingly awesome. I think I have to eat yeah. words about Ryan Tannehill too, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, yes, hold on, yes hold on. They played the Vikings. So let's, let's, let's reel that in a little bit. I they know, the Vikings. but you still look at it and realize what he's put up in the past three weeks so far. Even That's, in his time with no, the but Titans. like, I I totally agree with you. Like, and it's funny because I'm pretty sure earlier I made that joke about it doesn't matter where Andy Dalton went. It mattered where Ryan Tannehill went because you're right. It was it was almost a light switch him coming to the Titans. Mm. I mean, he's played so well. That being said, it was against a, a Vikings team that that probably shouldn't write home to their like mothers this season that like, Hey, come watch my games. No, <laughs> maybe I don't no. know. If maybe you're, say if we're blacked Justin, out. If you're Justin Jefferson, I'd be writing my parents be like, you come to every Love game. I'm come to every game ever. Every game. I have been waiting game. for him to pop off. And this was it. I posted about it earlier, but averaging 25 yards, a catch getting 175 on seven and a touchdown. That's what fierce Dalvin cook Not on, the, on like, Running the ball too, 181, averaging 8.2 in a touchdown off 22. Let's go. And don't forget about rushing quarterback Kirk Cousins, two, two carries for 14 yards. No big deal. <laughs> no, but that's, if, that's you, seven if, you, yards. if you want to believe the stat line, he averaged seven yards. I mean, if you really want to make the, the numbers work for your argument, you can just say that he averaged seven yards a carry. Fire. Like, rushing what quarterback a, Kirk what Cousins. What a stud. I can't wait for his his commercials. You know the ones that Baker Mayfield has, where like he owns the stadium and it's right. like his house. I cannot wait for the Kirk Cousin ones. Those I can. <laughs> I think I can out of there. It is definitely going to be one of those where like Kirk's going to be trying to open the stadium and people are going to be actively like, "No, Kirk, we've locked it for a reason, buddy. Like we're not letting you in." <laughs> yeah, no, Kirk, you're not allowed. It's that clip of Jamal Adams trying to punch in at um, Jets camp, but they just <laughs> they just traded Kirk. They're like, no, uh, but no, the uh, Titans are quietly three and zero. Which, which I don't think is something that you should, you know, ignore. I mean, no, that's a, that's a good start to the season. The Titans are playing, you know, decent ball. Derrick Henry continues to be an absolute stud. Um, am, I, am I worried that, like, the DeMarco Murray effect is going to come in where they're just going to rely on him so much that it's going to become very one-dimensional later on? Sure. But as it, as it stands right now, it counts for a W. I thought they, they played really well. Um, I had no expectations, really, 
going into that, like, oh, like one of these teams should really dominate. Like if, if we were to look at it this week and it was 31-30 Vikings, I'd be like, cool, cool. Totally a reasonable game. At what point, because I feel like this isn't a thing, do we start looking at the Titans as a playoff team again? Because I feel like they made it far last year, but no one's really talking about them, even though, I mean, it's, the, it's week four. But, like, no one's, no one's hyping up the Titans to be a team that's going to make, a, like, a solid push again. Because I just don't think Titans are a closing team. I don't think they're a team that can get there and then have that go-for-the-throat kind of player. I mean, Derrick Henry can McDonald. be, but it is, it is hard to rely on a running back to lead you exclusively. I mean, look, look back to the time when, like, okay, so the, the, the 2001 Rams, they had Marshall Falk. Yeah, but they had Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt. Like, you need more than one player to kind of step up. And looking at this roster – I, I really see Derrick Henry as the only thing, like the only and, and reliable source. Can I just can I just mention, James? I want to put this out there for the three and O teams that actually have worked for their wins. Titans won sixteen fourteen against the Broncos. Then they won by what one point against the Jaguars, and then they won by one point again. No, sorry, they won by a field goal against the Jaguars. Then they won by one point against the Vikings. Yeah. Can you please tell me? the overall record for the Broncos, the Jaguars, and the Vikings, please. I'm going to say that actually might be 0-9. Uh, it's actually 1-8. You were really close. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, they've, they've, they've played teams that have oh, only duh, won one game combined, and it was right. the Jaguars. I'm still not so, ready to sell out on the Titans yet. I'm not, I'm not ready to buy in on the Titans. I love Derrick Henry, and I think Jonu Smith is going to be huge for Ryan Tannehill to have as a safety blanket. However – if you stop Derrick Henry and you try and force the ball to John U. Smith way too much, then it's going to be really easy for them. Because if you have Ryan Tannehill throwing the ball more than 30 times, I would give him a 60% chance of being out in the wild card round. Fair. Uh, that's kind of where I'll they take. thrive. If we're going to be real honest, actually. Yeah. I mean, they wild card the rounds are bread and butter. wild card last season. Mm. Well, with AJ Brown kind of banged up too, we'll see how that ends up actually playing out. But, Right, they should they should have a good unit, but it they're they're finding ways to almost lose games, which is Can't a recipe argue. for disaster. Speaking of finding a way to lose a game, the Panthers upset the Chargers. Oh, I guess yeah. upset's a relative term, but Justin Herbert went down injured at one point, still put up three thirty with one and one. Teddy Bridgewater, who I know Rob is one of your guys, two thirty five and one, solid game all around from the fucking Panthers, man. Can't hate. Yeah, they, which they is showed up and they won. They battled and they won. Which is just so nice. Like not even the fact that it was like against Chargers. It was just nice to see Carolina get a win. But you're right. I like I like Teddy Bridgewater a lot, and I thought he played a really good game. You know, you like kind of look at that stat line: twenty two of twenty eight, two hundred thirty five yards. So what they asked of him, he pretty much accomplished against against a team that we you know the Chargers are not a team you should sleep on. That one and two does not really tell you the full story. The Chargers are a good football team. I mean, you know, when doctors aren't stabbing their quarterbacks in the lungs, they're a very, you know, capable <laughs> football team. That's you know? the big one. Um, uh, I'm sure lungs. I just, but I thought, okay, Robbie Anderson is going off this year, and I'm all about it. I think Robbie Anderson is a stud. Let me just mention um, the NFC East, and this is my perpetual th- – like, this is my, this is my uh, yearly thing. The NFC East is the worst division in football. Again, um, they're going to be for a long time. James, care, care to, care to th- ask me who the division leader is right now? Hey, Zach. Yeah. Who's the division leader in the NFC East? 
Why, James? It's the Washington football team. Wow. Actually, all right. So Actually, now that we're on an ADHD tangent, Hirsch sent me something earlier and talked about the NFC East. And I don't know where it is, so keep talking, and I'm going to figure this out. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, that was just my side tangent. I was looking through all the standings because I had to – figure out what the overall combined record was for the three teams the Titans have played. Yeah, no, Washington is currently in first because they have a divisional win. And that was against the Eagles because the Eagles are bad. That's a bad football team. Is So here, here's my question. I know at the end of the year, a team physically wins the division – but like, supposedly, one team it, from every division gets it. Supposedly, right, but like, is there is there is there a chance we see another division winner seven nine this year? Because oh my god, didn't that that happen to what the uh, that happened to the Panthers last year? Back last year. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Um, no, I. You know what? That was I don't. I don't think for a second that it's going to be like this. I think the Dallas Cowboys are too talented to not at least. One, take the NFC East. There's no reason that the Cowboys should not take the NFC East. Right. I'm not even that like big on the Cowboys, but there's no reason that they should not be sitting at the end of the year, 9-7, and 10-6, whatever it's got to be. I think the Dallas Cowboys figure out whatever is going on there. So I, don't I, think... mean, I mean, realistically, they're the only team that has good talent on paper. The Eagles are, are technically second, but not by not, – not Supposedly, the Giants are a football team. Supposedly. Um, yeah, without Saquon, I barely give him traction in like, you know. The I'm as close as I can be right now to saying Saquon Barkley is kind of edging towards that bus territory. Wow. All right, really? hold on. I, I want to talk about the Cowboys more, so I'm going to say this real quick. Jets get steamer by the Colts. Adam Gase, your ass is on the hot seat. He won't have a job by Monday. We'll talk about it in the next episode. Say I really hope he doesn't. But 36 then again, to 7. James, then again, do the Jets own, does the Jets ownership care about their team? We've talked about this many times. Nope. Hell no. So, who knows? Maybe he'll get a promotion. That'd be hilarious. Well, I mean, I, I would agree to that because you're starting back as Frank Gore. You're leaving Sam Darnold to continue to – I swear, someone told him at, like a, at one of their many meetings was, listen, you want more interceptions than you want touchdowns. That's the stat line you're going for. And Sam was like, Adam? Adam's like, yep, do it. That would be great. And Sam Darnold continues. Papa Adam. Continues he continues to snap the ball and just think everyone on the field is someone that he can throw it to. Honestly, though, plot twist, they hired Jameis Winston as an outside consultant for that meeting. <laughs> Future Hall of Famer Would Jameis you, Winston. Given, given a choice right now, it's, you start Jameis Winston over Sam Darnold. Like, yes. You had to Bye. make that, that yes. 100%. Bye. Yes, I would do that. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. Ah, Bye. I love it. Yeah. Give me more Jameis. Love Jameis. Stonks. Hall of Famer. HOF. Give him the gold jacket Dude. now. <laughs> Comes back to beat the Bucks in the championship game. Stares at Tom Brady and he's like, what? He stares at Tom Brady, just puts up a W and goes. <laughs> we eat good I don't tonight. think I would. We know. I don't, I don't think I would like look at that as a very threatening action. I'd just be like, what are you doing? <laughs> Slightly aroused. Um, <laughs> like coach what do i what do, what do i what do i do with this so <laughs> cowboys Seahawks, i can't get up this one ended up being a battle to the end dk metcalf almost blew the game and then was able to get separation and was in the end zone for the game winner dak narrowly escaped a sack like he he span out of it. it was a great play and then did dak things and threw an interception 
Oh, classic boy. deck. Classic also, Dakota. Dakota. He needs to show up next week. You can't run the ball 14 times and get 34 yards. I don't care how good the Seahawks are in that front seven. You are paid like an elite running back. You are toted around the league like an elite running back. Occasionally, you got to play like an elite running back. Occasionally. And the fact that Dak Every Prescott averaged more, more yards than you is hilarious. Um, but the Cowboys are, all in all, on paper, a good team. Amari Cooper. Uh, yeah, Michael Gallup, Ezekiel Elliott. Like, you have a solid roster right there. No reason. And they were, you know, they were in that game. But again, Russell Wilson is just a beast of a whole, de- like whole other design. That guy is like everything you want in a quarterback wrapped up in a nice package. He can throw. He can run. He can read defenses. He does it all. And DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett just continue to be monsters. Agreed. I, I got to say, though, the Cowboys should be 0-3. I would love that. They should. They shouldn't everyone. have won. They shouldn't have won that Falcons game. I mean, just 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 by last week, the the audacity of every Falcons player to go, shit. I guess social distancing means six feet from the ball too, huh? Fucking idiots. They had, <laughs> they had a, what a ten point lead with like twenty seconds left, and they blew it. The yeah, but that's just kind of like that's just like what the Falcons do in practice. They they meet up, you know, for their weekly scheduled practices, and then they do the guys give up the lead drill, and they just kind of carry it into every single week. Also, did you see how many times they that Dak Prescott had to drop back and th- throw the ball? Did you see that fifty-seven yeah, oh yeah. times? Oh yeah, fifty-seven. That's a ludicrous amount of times to ask your quarterback. Oh yeah, to throw. it's ridiculous. I mean, you shouldn't you shouldn't have to do that now. This is the kind of game where I'm actually okay with it because of how banged up the Hawks secondary is. If you're not getting production through the ground and they were forcing it through the air and it worked for them. So yes, 57, you know, 57 attempts for uh, at throwing is ridiculous, but against the secondary, like the Seahawks right now, it made sense. It made, it made sense for this game at least. No, I no. lost my complete train of thought. I'm going to, I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. No, we're almost done. <laughs> we're, we have a fellow Boda boy, Chris, oh trying to join in live right now. And we just like told I'm him. I'm driving home right now. No, just focus on driving. Just, no, just go home. Jesus Christ. Okay. okay. Uh, what do we talk about there? Okay. So we are. What? 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 Wiggity whack. Wiggity whack. So our next game on the block that I was going to talk about is how the Lions managed to upset the Cardinals. Stop. How? Stop. Um, no I, game upset me more this week than the, the Lions. So, Rob, Matthew, I know you're a vegetarian, but I know you got some beef with Matt Stafford. I have, first of all, I love good shout out there. One. And if there's any uh, veg- vegetarians, keep on keeping on. Uh, no, I have, <laughs> I have huge beef with Matt Stafford. I, it baffles me how he lines up on, on a sender every week. I do not think he's a quarterback that should be starting. Uh, the fact that he beats the, the Arizona Cardinals this week frustrated me more so because the Cardinals just kind of like gave up in that game. Uh, but I, I sit there and I'm like, how do you stopping Matt Stafford is not hard. You literally, you literally just got to play man coverage and that's it. He'll throw the ball to you. That's just what he's going to do. He's going to step back. He's going to launch it in the air, hoping a prayer and hope that the ghost of Calvin Johnson will just jump in and catch the ball. And it's not like that. The ghost of Calvin Johnson uh, still very much alive, by the way. True. Uh, although I no guess one has like, seen him. Although, although no one knows where he is. 
Uh, Never seen him and his ghost in the same room? Neither have I. There it is. Hot. There's my hot take. Calvin Johnson is still alive. Um, Stay tuned. That being said, even though the, the Cardinals lose, really love what I'm seeing from them this year. I think Kyler Murray, the fact that Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins clicked almost immediately has to be really satisfying for Cardinals fans. Because again, DeAndre Hopkins is a monster. Uh, but you know, you know what's funny is you, you watch those games. You ever watch when Kyler Murray just kind of steps back in the pocket and panics early? What's the first thing he does? Launches it to DeAndre Hopkins. Zero concern to do his other checkdowns. He just like, I'm going to get it to DeAndre Hopkins. That's, that's, don't sleep on how hard that trust is between a receiver and a quarterback. There's a lot going into that. That's true. And I mean, any work they put in the offseason really ended up paying off because of that. They have the chemistry now. Mm-hmm. Which, it is, looks like which is more. Him and Kenyon Drake don't know each other, but you know, that's fine. That being said, Lions win this game frustratingly. It's whatever. I mean, like, all, all, like jokes aside about how I feel about Matt Stafford, uh, oh, you know, a win's a win. They, they got it. They wanted it more than the Cardinals. I'd be shocked if Patricia's even in in the organization finishing out this year in any capacity. Um, but there's just there's no reason that, that you should let players like Kenny Galladay score on you or, or TJ Hawkinson. I mean, it, it, six, Whoa, seven targets, six, six about catches. Hawk. Dude, dude these, are, these are my takes. These are my takes. Uh, but yeah, I, um, I'm not a fan of Matt Stafford. Other than that, I don't mind the rest of the Lions team, but I definitely think that the Cardinals, I think this is good for them. I think this is a fluke going into the week, probably going to reevaluate some stuff and go back at it. But I, I think the Cardinals are an incredibly capable team three, three weeks in. Speaking of another team we thought that was going to be real capable, uh, the Broncos have been shitting the bed without Drew Locke. Yes, they have. Cortland Sutton. Broncos have been shitting the bed for years their bed is full of shit i mean driscoll when 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 jeff driscoll's your starting quarterback i don't know what you're expecting going into that no no don't worry we're gonna get blake bortles at some point i I can't wait for for blake to bring the the broncos and finish out the year 13 and 3 calling it until then tom brady looks young again god damn it yeah 297 three touchdowns stud stud scott this is because it's it's because this is this offense like begs for a quarterback like like tom brady to be in it which is funny because you you look at it and you go well yeah how did how did mike evans do that week i mean he catches two balls for two yards and two touchdowns that's a fun little stat line to look at uh i think i think tom is doing real well in this offense i also knew i mean i I think we all did i don't think any of us thought tom was going to go to tampa bay and just suck they have too many guys who can run the field jamie Jamie, sure. Sure. I think, I think most of us here are voted, if we're going to be honest. Except for Chris, who would cry if Tom Brady ever stubbed his toe. Well, I mean, first of all, Chris. love Tom, Tom Brady. Always going to love Tom Brady. Uh, say what you will, world, about, about Tom and all that stuff. Uh, that was definitely a game where the Broncos already lost coming out the gate, and it was just a question of how fast the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were going to roll over. My, my, my big thing, though, Another like average, first of all, a, a below average week again for Leonard Fournette, who I honestly expected to be a little bit more in the offense at this point. And yeah, Rob Gronkowski, Rob Gronkowski showed up six catches, 48 yards, but definitely he is not going to be anything, not a factor in this season. You look at him, he just looks like half the man he was. No, and I think they talked about it. I think they're using him as more of a blocking tight end. And the Browns are doing the same thing with Austin Hooper. These are two top tier tight ends that are getting used as blocking 
Like they're obviously receiving threats, but they're used primarily as blocking to build off of the rush and protect the quarterback they have. But then the Jerome rush hate. doesn't the rush doesn't translate. Ronald, like first of all, again, Leonard Fournette to me should be bigger. He should be doing more. And I'm just I, I don't know why he's not. I mean, seven carries, 15 yards. And I was I, I watched a lot of his runs and they were just garbage runs right into the teeth of the Broncos front five, front seven, whatever you want to call it. Leonard Fournette to me has been kind of a, a disappointment. I, I had, I had very, very high thoughts about him, you know, about like what he brought to the team. I thought the Jaguars didn't use him effectively. I thought personality aside, he was definitely going to be more of a factor. And so far I'm just not seeing it. Oh, fuck. I forgot to talk about something. <laughs> I totally in my ADHD, forgot to talk about something on the lions, Jeff Okuda sitting out and getting yelled at by Matt Patricia was hilarious. Did you see that? No, okay, but he is the last. Jeff Okuda is the last person to get yelled that should be getting yelled at by Matt Patricia. No, if it's a defensive team and your players are getting wiped out there, I mean, figure it out, Matt. Way to go, champ. <laughs> Enjoy unemployment. So we already we're past the Lions, we're past the Bucks. Let's go into Sunday night. The Packers and Saints had a fucking battle, and it was amazing. Alvin Great Kamara game. won me my league. Thank you for those forty points, Kim. Kamara. What a stud, grill god. Grill God. Oof. Zach, tell me what you saw out of Aaron. That was just beautiful because it was a great performance. Um, yeah, I mean, both both teams had really had you know had a really good offensive showing. Um, both Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers had comparable stats. Brees threw for two hundred eighty eight yards, three touchdowns. Rodgers had two eighty three, three touchdowns. Brees threw more. He was twenty nine for thirty six. Rodgers was twenty one of thirty two. No picks from either quarterback. I mean, both of them are playing to their capabilities. I, I just think it's weird that there were no picks for – let's talk about this. There were no picks for Drew Brees. Sorry to interrupt you, Zach, yeah. because he just kept short passing to, like, no, to no, Kamara true. and Cook. Yeah, exactly. But that's what you have to do when you don't have Michael Thomas. Yeah, you can't go the extra Four. five yards to do a slant. Great. Right, right. You can't go the extra one and a half <laughs> yards. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Great. But – Sorry. There's a reason why this team is one and two, and that's because they don't have Michael Thomas at Chris. Aaron Rodgers flat at Chris. At Chris. No, but uh, to come back. again, um, so Aaron Jones had another another decent day on the ground, 69 yards and a touchdown. We love that. Nice, nice number. Um uh, I'm just I'm just living it up watching Aaron Jones just eat you up, James, every every game. I mean, 69 and a touchdown is not like last week, but it's no, still a good performance. The fact that he had, had a week like last week when you said he wasn't even going to be that much of a factor is just yeah. real funny. Yeah, not like, yeah. You know who has been surprising and impressed me a ton is Alan Lazard. Yes, Alan Lazard has been a really good – Really good, uh, you know, contributor for this team. I mean, six receptions, 146 yards, and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. That's and really good. Morning, had a great when game number too. one is not playing. Not to be the guy who's just going to be like antagonistic, but what about him actually <laughs> impresses you? Because other than this one, this one game where he breaks 146 yards, nothing about watching him in week one or week two made me think, all right, here we go. I thought he's had an average performance against, against teams much worse than the Saints. So like good on him for a great game. Still think or still think that the uh, jury is out on, on my opinion on Alan Lazard. I don't know, man. I, I mean, I, I mean I, sorry, Zach. Go ahead. 
You're right. No, no. I was just going to say, I mean, he's definitely not a number one receiver. I mean, you, you, your team has Devontae Adams. Like, you're not you're – not, There's no, You're on Devontae. the market for a number one. No, no, right. But I think Alan Lazard is a great complimentary piece. And, like, you know, he not, – not to say he's anywhere near what Randall Cobb was when he was with the Packers, but, like, Rodgers has always done well with that one-two combo. And, I mean, you know, he had Jordy and Randall. He could have Devontae and Lazard. I mean, I, I, I don't – like you said, the jury's still out. What I saw from him against a, a decent Saints defense is that he he can he can uh, you know he can pull when he needs to. Absolutely, highly agree. I mean, and you're saying he wasn't super impressive. He still had 63 and a touchdown week one. He was kind of eh week two with 45, but then popping off with 100 being the guy this week. And like you said, against a formidable Saints defense where Marshawn Lattimore is probably covering him. I didn't really know what was the coverage split on that, but yeah, I'm, I, I have faith in him. I thought the ability to get separation was really what kind of sep. Oh, wait, let's try not to use separate again when I'm talking about separation, but you know, separates him when you're separating the, the receiving separation, separate the separation stats. of yeah. separation. Yeah. And like watching it on separate screens is really helpful. <laughs> no, but the, it, he showed me glimpses of a great wide receiver too. I think that's a fair statement. Like Zach said, I mean, I pulled that right out of what he said, but yes. Are the stats, would the stats be more or less impressive if Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback? Because at a certain point, like, yes, 146 yards, monster game. Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback. You know, if you're getting the ball thrown to you by, oh God, like Marcus Mariota and you're catching it for 146 yards, absolutely. But Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback. I mean, it does, to, to me, I've always looked at it. And I've, I've always kind of been iffy on stats. But anytime a good quarterback makes a receiver have a great game, you're like, well, yeah, because the quarterback's amazing. And Aaron Rodgers is amazing. He's a differentiating. But, you know, when he has a healthy collarbone. <laughs> when his collarbone isn't snapped in half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that is our roundup for the week. We did it. We made it. Congrats. Nice job. A stat, a stat I want to put out there, though, for this game before you wrap it up, James, I apologize. No. Um, I'm muting you. No, I don't care. A big reason why <laughs> that why the Saints have been having so much trouble without Michael Thomas, look who their leading receiver is. Alvin Kamara, 13 receptions, 139 yards, two touchdowns. He had more targets than all, all of his other wide receivers combined. Obviously, I'm not including tight ends for a reason, but <laughs> but yeah. Oof. It's very Marshall Falk-like. Alvin Kamara is going to continue to – his stock is going to continue to increase. He's going to be a great satellite black back. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited because I have him in a dynasty league mostly. <laughs> but that, <laughs> that's way. it for the week three recap. Rob, thank you for joining us. Do you want to promote anything like broccoli or spinach, maybe kale? Yeah, I want to I give a big shout-out to, to Cauliflower. Definitely a super un- underrated vegetable. No, thank you for having me. The ear or – yeah, no. We'll have to get you back on sometime. Thanks for joining Thanks. us. Uh, yeah, Zach, absolutely. you got any closing thoughts? Um, no. Uh, watch out for that Chiefs-Patriots game next week. Um, I think the Patriots are going to end up playing way better than the Ravens did. I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't believe myself either, James, but that's what lying is, about, is all about. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. It was our pleasure to have you this week. Rob, thank you again for joining us with our boat of friends. Wow. 
<laughs> our, our, our little trash cans, our little cannies. You know where to find us at Boda Sports everywhere. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. If you're listening, you already found us. Good job. We're on YouTube. This is going to be on YouTube. Beyond the live, probably. I yeah. don't know. It'll be a video. Um, <laughs> that's beyond my control. I just also, do stuff. Shout out, shout out to me for having a birthday tomorrow, and I won't even get to be on the yeah, fucking podcast. Wow. Shout out, Zach, for existing for 24 years. Right you know, 24 years on this planet, not a single one of them productive. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, anyways, James, thank you again. Uh, James, Zach, thank you so much Boda for sports. having me. Yeah, man, hey, appreciate um, it. Anytime. Had, had a lot of fun. Photosports. Bo- Just going to end by just repeating the phrase, photosports. <laughs> nope, we always end it the same way. Yep. Don't do it, Zach. A weirdly Don't do it, Zach. Not doing it. Don't do it. Don't do it, Zach. Stay soggy. Stay beautiful. Stay soggy.